Well, hello, hockey fans. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of From the Press Box here at the AHL Report. I am your host, Amy Johnson. I'm the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report, normally mostly covering the Laval Rockets, but uh, it's postseason, and uh, that means I'm on the phantoms of the Lehigh Valley beat uh, these days as we uh, launch headfirst and continue into the postseason. We're about to start the conference finals. Uh, and of course, every week I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the editor-in-chief and founder of Rocket Sports Media, Mr. Rick Stevens. Certainly glad to be here on National Chocolate Chip Day. Honestly. Well, listen, one of the one of the other, you know, there's multiple days. The other one I could have mentioned is National Nylon Stocking Day, so, um, but I didn't. Who even calls them that anymore? <laughs> I don't know. You know, but the thing is, what bothers me is that the podcasts are always scheduled on the wrong day. Couldn't it have been Thursday, which is National Cherry Cobbler Day, or even tomorrow, which is, uh, of course... And everybody knows it's National Sea Monkey Day. Or perhaps it could be scheduled uh, for, um, I don't know, the day that Rick Stevens upholds his guarantee to all of our listeners that he's going to stop with the national day. You all heard him say this weeks ago. What? uh, The National Sea Monkey Day. I just couldn't pass it up. Uh huh. Just like you couldn't pass up National Nylon Stocking Day. I, I, I'll just leave that one alone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we're here to talk about some hockey today, uh, much to the surprise of many of our listeners, perhaps. <laughs> um, and so we've got a, a full lineup here today. We are going to spend a good deal of time uh, recapping. Uh, the Atlantic Division final series that wrapped up last week. There were three games that the Lehigh Valley Phantoms played against the Charlotte Checkers, all in Charlotte. And whew, what a what a roller coaster last week was. Um, after that, we're going to just take a look at uh, the conference finals for the East and West, uh, which are slated to begin this weekend in just a couple of days. Um, And as well as just take a look and see how those NHL and AHL brackets are shaping up. We're going to move into some international uh, updates as we take a look and see how uh, familiar names like Charlie Lindgren, Jacob De La Rosa, Marcus Eisenschmidt are doing in the World Championships currently being held in Denmark. Uh, And we're also going to do a quick little uh, Memorial Cup preview because that tournament begins this Friday. Uh, So, there's also, you know, people keep saying this funny thing like it's the off season. I don't know what the hell they're talking about because I feel like we're busier now than we were during the regular season, Rick. <laughs> Absolutely. There's all kinds of uh, action going on all over the, the globe. Absolutely. Well, we're going to start uh, not globally. We're going to start uh, in the... The 48 contiguous United States on the East Coast in North Carolina, and that was the the location of games um, three, four, and five of the Atlantic Division Finals against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and the Charlotte Checkers last week. Now, keep in mind, remember from the previous weekend, uh, the Phantoms hosted games one and two in Allentown, and 
Uh, both teams walked out of that weekend with a 1-1 split on the series. Going into this series, you know, most people predicted that it was going to be a long series. Uh, Charlotte had been on quite a roll coming into the playoffs and then sweeping the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins the first round of the playoffs. Uh, very, very strong team, as Coach Scott Gordon had said uh, prior to their first game. Um, four really strong lines, four lines that can score. Uh, and Alex Nedeljkovic had been, uh, Alex Nedeljkovic had been, had been extremely solid for them in the crease all season long. So the Phantoms were up against a tough opponent. So to come out of uh, two games at home with a 1-1 split, not ideal for the Phantoms, but not bad either. Uh, and But then it's okay. Three consecutive games in Charlotte where, Rick, we, we expected to see Charlotte really kind of take shift into a, a high gear and perhaps tremendously test the Lehigh Valley Phantoms uh, power play test their their penalty kill, test their their defense and their ability to to move the puck. Um, and what ended up happening was actually quite surprising. Um, the Phantoms, as I as I put in the title of of the game three game report, the Phantoms stormed into Charlotte and took a commanding five to one victory in game three. They beat them two to one in a little bit of an overtime for game four, which we'll talk about here in a minute. And with their backs against the wall um, and their season on the line Saturday night for game five, the Phantoms came in yet again and, and beat the Checkers again, five to one Saturday night, three consecutive wins on the road in Charlotte against a, a very, very dangerous dominant team to knock them out of the playoffs and advance to the conference finals. And I think, Rick, it was, uh, needless to say, a, a probably a bit surprising for a lot of folks who, who watch the AHL to see Lehigh Valley do what they did to Charlotte this week. Well, and I think the general feeling uh, was coming out of uh, Allentown, uh, even though there was a split, uh, was that the Charlotte had been overall the better team for both of those games and had um, I, I think that that um, you know that, that, that they felt uh, I think with the split that they had some momentum going into Charlotte particularly with with three games at home um, and and right away in the first period of game three that was that was uh, you know that 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 notion was silenced. Um, right. Um, the Phantoms scored two goals uh, and then uh, basically went on to cruise in in that game. And and the Phantoms um, were getting, you know, as you said, they were getting uh, uh, goals from a number of different sources. Uh, uh, Lindblom had two in 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 that game, uh, but the. Charlotte kind of uh, became a, a, a one-line team, um, you know, getting a lot of their offense from Zykov and, and, and Walmart. And, um, and with, with Alex Lyon playing lights out, um, yeah. the, uh, you know, the uh, game four was, as you said, the, the, uh, the long overtime game, five overtimes, eight periods of hockey. Uh, and and then by the time it came to uh, game five, um, 
the Charlotte just had nothing left. They they had they were emotionally spent, uh, perhaps physically spent, and um, and Game Five wasn't wasn't the contest even that uh, with with their season on the line uh, wasn't the contest that we were expecting. It wasn't. Uh, admittedly, Charlotte. I expected Charlotte to come out full force Saturday night in Game Five and and really fight for their season. And I was surprised to see them. They didn't. It wasn't that they looked defeated or deflated. It just they just didn't look like themselves, um, which I was really surprised to see. Now keep in mind too, the Phantoms took this this three consecutive win streak without the help of Nicholas Albe Kubel, who was serving his three game suspension for all three of those games for his illegal check to the head on Josiah Didier uh, on Saturday night in Allentown. Albe Kubel has, has been a, a very vital role player for the Phantoms. They were also still without Phil Veroni, who was, uh, you know, second in the league for, for points. Uh, they've not had him for a while because of injury. And Travis Sanheim was out because of his injury that, that was sustained last weekend as well. So you're playing without three guys who are, are pure weapons for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And they still find a way to come into Charlotte um, and just take it to them. Now, I want to focus, of course, a little bit on that game four, which was Wednesday night. Now, think about this. The second half of a back-to-back, they played Tuesday night. They won 5-1. to one. They go into Bojangles Coliseum again on Wednesday night. Game starts at 7 o'clock, like most games do in the AHL. And as you mentioned, this game went to quintuple overtime. The fifth overtime began just after 1 a.m. on Thursday um, and proceeded to break the current record of the longest game recorded in AHL history about just under three minutes into that fifth overtime is, is when they broke the record. Uh, and, and the fans, the, the few hundred fans that were left in Bojangles Coliseum, you could hear them counting it down in the arena and just went absolutely nuts when, when the game officially became the longest game on the books. Um, you know, they were wearing that like a badge of honor, much like all of us who were covering the game and just, we want to go to bed. <laughs> uh, deadlines were out the window. You know, it was, it was, it was really something to behold. A 1-1 tight game. Uh, Alex Lyons stood on his head. And again, as you mentioned, you know, there were a lot of ways that Charlotte looked like the better team in those two games in Allentown the previous weekend. Well, in this game... Alex, Alex Lyon, I mean, standing on your head takes on a whole new meaning when you face 95 shots and only let one goal in. And this wasn't close. The shots were 95 to 53 for Charlotte. So a team that practically shot twice as many times on goal as the Phantoms did is the one that ended up losing. Um, And Rick, it was just 
it was it was incredible to watch. I mean, we've we've heard stories about how guy Alex Lyons said he had a coke in in the intermission after the third overtime. Guys were you know they're ordering more food. It's just what a marathon that these guys. Were. I was exhausted just covering a, a six hour and seven minute game. I can't imagine playing it. Well, and and uh, Alex Alex Lyons deservedly so. Uh, getting the lion's share of the credit for this game. Um, but there was other heroes, too, and, and certainly Alex Krushelniski with uh, the clutch goal. Uh, yeah. he's, been, uh, he's been clutch through the playoffs. Um, the, the defense uh, was, they were down to five defensemen uh, for, the, for the Phantoms. That's uh, right, because Sam Moran uh, went down with an injury in the first 10 minutes of the game. That's right, and and you know, uh, Philippe Myers played out of his mind. He he was on the ice every second shift. Um, it, it was it was a an amazing marathon uh, for both teams, and really, been, uh, you know, um, it, it's one thing to go through that game, go through uh, the number of minutes, the the number of shots, the number of hits, the and win, but it, it really must have been deflating for the Charlotte Checkers to go through eight periods of hockey and come out with, with nothing and then have to suit up for, uh, you know, your, your do-or-die game um, a, a couple days later. It, it really, really tough for, for Charlotte to come out of that. Um, Absolutely. With, with nothing, with coming out empty. Just some, some statistics in general. Um, with with the Phantoms winning that series uh, in in unprecedented fashion and now moving on to and we're gonna we're gonna preview the week ahead here in a minute they're moving on to the conference finals uh, which begin this weekend but but just some some things to to kind of bring into scope how how the Phantoms are doing in this postseason uh, Chris Connor is actually the current uh, leader in scoring he's got eight total points with four goals and four assists. Um, the 34-year-old winger uh, had a had a pair of goals this past week in Charlotte, um, finding ways to contribute. Um, Danik Martel and Oscar Lindblom both are tied with Chris Connor for the team lead in goals scored, with all three of them having four goals scored so far. Now, you mentioned uh, great tongue-in-cheek there, uh, Alex Lyon, with the lion's share of... Um, of credit for that overtime game. That overtime game has also, not that he doesn't deserve it, but also has significantly improved his stats for the postseason. Um, just in the Atlantic Division Finals series, in which he played four of the five games, the only loss that Lehigh Valley suffered in those five games was the night that Dustin Sikarski was in net. So, uh, Alex Lyon went 4-0 against Charlotte with a 0.73 goals against average and a 0.979 save percentage. So that's pretty good. But when you throw in that quintuple overtime game, it, it does skew things a bit. Put that together with his overall 2018 Calder Cup playoff record. He's 6-1 and in the playoffs this year with a 1.49 goals against and a 0.959 save percentage. He is leading goaltenders in the playoffs right now with his save percentage. So tremendous effort in the postseason so far from, from Alex Lyon, which is, which is really, really, really good to see. So 
Rick, that brings us to their next opponent, and that's the Toronto Marlies. And that's going to be a whole new... <laughs> that's going to be a whole new challenge um, for sure as as they look to face off against Toronto in Toronto uh, since Toronto was uh, the um, was seeded higher um, during the regular season they now they now get home at home ice advantage for the remainder of the playoffs yeah, the Marlies with 112 points over the regular season. Um, the Phantoms ate back of that, uh, of them. Um, and um, the Marlies had uh, less trouble than we might have expected with the crunch. I, I think that, that uh, as I said last, last time we talked about the matchups, that the crunch probably, if any team, could have given, uh, you know, the Marlies a difficult time playing the physical game. I don't see the the, the Phantoms um, uh, being as physical as the Crunch. Um, but you know we've said throughout. Um, I I don't understand how the how the Phantoms are winning. Um, yeah. And they do. Uh, they find ways to win. Uh, partly with goaltending. Um, you know they've they've. The Phantoms have, can still play better, I guess, is is if you're a Phantoms fan and you're looking at the matchup against the Marlies and are not too confident, I think that where you can draw some some uh, hope is that uh, the Phantoms can play better. Uh, as you said, they've got a, a number of players, a number of, of key players out of the lineup. If any of those players were to come back, that would be a huge boat boost. If the mm-hmm. Um, if the Phantoms can stop taking penalties, um, yeah. that would be a huge help. They, they've, uh, uh, of the teams remaining, they've, they've uh, taken the most penalties, and it's not even close. Uh, in fact, of all the teams competing, um, the, the Phantoms are second only to the, the Manitoba Moose in the number of penalties. 134 penalty minutes so far. Um, and... Uh, you know, special teams, they haven't been great. They haven't been great on the power play. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they could they could, they could, could play better. The season series, uh, there's only two games. Uh, Toronto won both of those. Uh, but it's been a while. Um, November 5th, Toronto won 5-1 kind of easily. And then there was a shootout win on, on January 5th. So they, they haven't seen each other in a while. And, you know, the, the, the lineups have, have uh, changed uh, by then, but uh, they'll open on Saturday in Toronto, uh, and uh, that's going to be it's going to be a tough test for for Lehigh Valley. Um, but like I say, they they've been surprising us through the playoffs. Uh, they've been winning games that where they haven't looked their best, uh, and they'll have to do the same against the Marlies. They do open the series in Toronto on Saturday. They have back to back games for games one and two Saturday and Sunday. Both of those a four o'clock start. Um, which is which is a little different. Um, so we'll see how that if, if that plays a factor at all before the teams then come back to Allentown, uh, where the Phantoms were, will host games three and four Tuesday and Wednesday night next week. Um, and then, if necessary, things go uh, back to Toronto again, back and forth 
you know how it goes. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how all of that works out. But starting in Toronto this weekend. Now you mentioned if they could get some players back, it would be an even bigger boost. Uh, Scott Gordon did have uh, did meet with the media today after their first practice uh, back on home ice today. Um, in terms of Travis Sanheim and Phil Veroni, uh, it according to Coach Gordon, um, it looks like both of them are making progress and and could be back in the lineup in the near future. We haven't seen Phil Veroni in a, in, in a while. Travis Sanheim obviously has just recently gone out. Um, according to the Phantoms broadcaster Bob Rotrock, Gordon has also said that he's pretty sure Anthony Stolarz has been com- cleared to play and is going to travel with the team to Toronto, um, probably in a, in a backup role, but with with how, not saying that Dustin Sikarski has had a, a rough playoffs, but um, I'm not sure that the team has played well in front of him the nights that he's played. So will Anthony's, if Anthony Stolarz has been cleared to play, it'll be interesting to see if, if Scott Gordon does dress him as a backup uh, heading into this series, uh, see, see what happens there. Um, but as far as Travis Sanheim goes, he allegedly has been skating, is expected to be available at some point during the series um, versus Toronto, just just not sure when. When Sam Moran, on the other hand, unfortunately, I feel so badly for this for this young player. Um, you know, he's he's quite skilled, he's quite talented, he is quite a presence on the ice, and he was out for a number of months this year with injury. Comes back, you know, comes in because Sanheim. Uh, goes out with an injury and in the second game that he plays uh, is out in the first 10 minutes uh, and couldn't put any weight on his right leg. I know he was evaluated by the Flyers doctors uh, in Philadelphia um, and right now they're not saying much but it's not it, it's looking like it could be a serious injury so I'm not expecting to see Moran back in the lineup anytime soon which is which is unfortunate. Um, so we we will have all of the coverage uh, that you need here at the AHL Report. Interesting tidbit, Rick, that came out from um, the AHL PR department today is that this series, the Eastern Conference Finals between the Phantoms and the Marlies, will be the third time in the last 18 years that the AHL's top two regular season teams will meet each other in the playoffs. That's pre- only three times has that happened in the last 18 years in the American League. It happened in, in 2007. Hershey defeated Manchester in the conference final. And then it didn't happen again until 2015 when Manchester defeated Utica in the finals. And now we have this year Toronto and Lehigh Valley, who were the top two teams in the league this year, uh, facing each other in the conference final. So we'll, uh, it, it's sure to be an exciting series, I would imagine. And it speaks to, I, I think, uh, the changing the changing rosters, uh, in general, uh, and that some players, like like in the other series with Rockford, getting on a roll and just um, just as they are um, uh, steamrolling their opponents in in the postseason. So it's and Rockford, uh, you know, they they are of the teams left. They had the fewest uh, points in the regular season with. Uh, with 88, um, that's uh, you know that's that's well behind uh, the Marlies, 24 points behind the Marlies, um, but you know have been one of the strongest teams in the playoffs. Absolutely. 
So be sure to follow along with us at the AHL Report this weekend. We'll have live game updates uh, throughout the series, of course. We have committed with the Phantoms uh, already that we will be providing full coverage um, with uh, alongside them. So we will have live coverage next week um, from Allentown, of course. And uh, as we said, games 1 and 2, Saturday and Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern in Toronto. Rick, there's also another conference final that's beginning this week and that's the western conference final between those rockford ice hogs and the texas stars their series starts on friday night in texas uh they play friday and sunday um and i you know is is texas going to be the team that finally hands rockford a loss in this postseason even just one <laughs> yeah rockford is seven and oh um and 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 in in those seven games they've given up a total of 13 goals. Um, however, Texas, uh, we, we talked about um, Alex Lyon uh, a lot, and we talked about his um, uh, great stats, um, but there's a goalie in, in the AHL playoffs who's played more minutes uh, than Alex Lyon, which is hard to believe after, after you play yeah. five, five overtimes. Uh, there's a player in the... Um, the AHL playoffs, who's made more saves uh, than Alex Lyon, and again with his 94 saves the other night, that's 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 pretty tough. So you know that Mike McKenna for Texas has been playing really well. Yeah. Um, he has a, a seven and two record. He has a 165 goals against. He has a 952, which is pretty close to uh, Alex Lyon's 959. Um, so Texas has been riding Mike McKenna. Uh, and they'll match up against uh, Rockford, um, who has been you know, thriving on their their power plays. Helped them um, in and in, in the the postseason. Uh, they've they as as I say, they've been great defensively, um, giving up just 13 goals in their seven contests, and and uh, really haven't had any trouble with um, uh, with their opponents. Didn't have trouble with uh, with the Moose last. Well, the Moose. Ran into a lot of penalty trouble in in their uh, series, uh, and Rockford was able to take advantage and, and now go up against uh, the Texas Stars. Well, I think that will also be a very fun series to watch. Uh, AHL hockey fans, especially those who who are here in the Eastern Conference, will be familiar with Mike McKenna. I, I'm pleased to see that he's finding success in Texas. He he was a, a favorite on many teams uh, around the Eastern Conference um, and has now found a new home in Texas. So, so good for him um, and doing just as well as he was doing, if not better, uh, out here on, on the East Coast as well. So be sure to keep an eye out for those. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. So, uh, you know, and and the potential matchups in the finals already starting to shape up. We're down to four teams, folks. Rockford Ice Hogs, Texas Stars, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and the Toronto Marlies. Two of those teams are going to be fighting for the Calder Cup uh, in just a couple of weeks. So you want to strap in for the ride for sure. Um, I guess that means we should, you know, before we move on to other things, should we take a look at, at brackets? Let me take a look here. Now that now that the AHL division finals have been shored up, how'd you, how'd you make out? Let's see here. 
All right, so you had, let's see, we had for the Phantoms and the Checkers, I had the Phantoms winning that series, and you had the Checkers winning that series. Correct. Yeah. Um, you had the Marleys, I had the Crunch, so we are even so far. I had the moose. You took the ice hogs. I did. And we both took the two. We both took the road runners. Over the stars. So I was two and two. You were two and two. I was one and three. Well, that's no good. It's no good at all. So who are you taking? the conference finals. Oh. So Phantoms Marley's. I'm not starting there. Let's let's go let's go Stars <laughs> Ice Hogs. Stars Ice Hogs. Um I'm gonna go Texas. I'm gonna go Texas here. Somebody has got to take those Hogs off their high hog or whatever you know. There's there's a metaphor in there somewhere. So I, I'm gonna say Texas is gonna take it. So yeah, when pigs fly, you're gonna down the pigs, is that it? No, I'm yeah, yeah exactly. So who do you have? Um, Let me. Well, you're gonna take well, the ice listen, hogs. I, I took yeah, I took the ice hogs against uh, the moose. So. Um, and I like the moose quite a bit. So I'm I'm staying on the, the Ice Hogs bandwagon. Uh, Rockford, the, the the two teams played four games. Rockford won three of them. Um, so I'm 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 I, I don't expect them to sweep as they swept the last two uh, in rounds one and two. But um, I, I expect them to come out. So we're going to differ there. I'm going to take the Ice Hogs. All right. Well, Phantoms and Marleys, I've been sticking with the Phantoms. I took the Phantoms to beat the Checkers, even though they were probably maybe a little bit of an underdog there. I'm going to stay with them, and I'm going to believe that they're going to continue to find ways to win games. But I think think Toronto's – I think it's going to be tough. This this may come back to bite me, but I'm going to stick with Lehigh Valley. Yeah, I'm taking the Marleys. Um, I don't know how – I don't know how the Phantoms are going to beat the Marlies. Um, they've, as you said, they found ways to win. Uh, I just don't see how they're going to do it this this time. And, well, um, so my picks the Marlies. Okay. Alrighty then. Phantoms got to stop taking penalties, though. They have to stop taking penalties. Discipline has got to be key. Um, that's when they get into a lot of trouble. Is when is when their penalty kill is out on the ice too often. Um, Unfortunately, the Marlies also are very good at finding ways of getting under opponents' skin. So we'll, we'll see how successful they're able to be um, up north this weekend in a situation like that. It's interesting um, when you look at, at um, just to, to finish off on this, um, the, yeah. you know, it, it ties into a conversation we were having around Sylvain Lefebvre about what kind of team do you want? Do you want it to be a development yeah. team? Do you want it to be a winning team? And, you know, you said, how are the, how are the, the Ice Hogs doing this? How, how are they such a winning team? And you look, and um, 
uh, if you look at the roster, they've got um, a healthy number of, of 25 and overs. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, several of their players are, are, um, are up in the, the, the um, scoring race. And Chris Domenico uh, leads the uh, AHL um, scoring race. Um, but Christy Domenico is 29 years old. Um, you, you look down the roster, you have Adam Clendenning, you have Cody Franson, you have Jeff Glass, you have uh, John Hayden, uh, Andreas Martinson for Canadian fans. Remember that name, uh, Lance Bowman. Yeah. All of these guys have, have, have uh, we've seen them in the NHL at, at one time or the other. Uh, they're AHL veterans. Um, and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're built to, to be successful. Now, they have uh, some good rookies, a handful of good rookies as well. But, but um, if, you, if you want a Calder Cup winning team, um, you have to sacrifice a bit on the development. And, and Rockford is, uh, has done that. Uh, and, yeah. and they've got, uh, they've got a roster that's, that's um, uh, very experienced and are doing very well. Well, we'll see how how well that con- carries them uh, through the finals, but it certainly has seemed to be uh, an equation that's worked for them so far this year. Um, and they've they have, and that's not to say that it's been an easy two series for them to sweep. Chicago is another team that is usually pretty stacked to win, uh, and they swept them. And Manitoba was was leading their division for much of this of this past regular season, a very, very strong team, equally as strong as their parent club, who is currently in their conference final right now. Um, and so Rockford hasn't, hasn't had easy opponents to sweep uh, in the first two rounds. And so it's certainly paying off dividends for them there. Speaking of their parent clubs and the conference finals in the NHL, should we do a quick update on brackets in the NHL? I think that we had sure. some uh, now that we're on conference finals um, need to find need to find my notes on that so conference finals let's see here you had where are we here Jets and Preds you took you took the Jets to win that series yeah, you took the Jets to win that series. Jets in seven. Jets in seven is what I Jets predicted. And what happened? Seven. I believe it was the Jets in seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I took... Did I take... Uh, did I... I know that I took the Jets. Or did I take Nashville? I don't remember. Where are my notes? <laughs> Um, That's convenient. <laughs> no, here they are. Okay, I took Nashville. I took Nashville yeah, to beat Winnipeg. I took mm-hmm. Nashville. Uh, then there was Vegas and the Sharks. And I believe we both took Vegas there, didn't we not? I took Vegas. I had them in six, but, but yes, I did. Okay, so, um, so yeah, you we both took Vegas there. And on the Eastern Conference, um, 
there was the Lightning and the Bruins, and I believe we both took Tampa Bay there. Yep, I had Tampa in six. Okay. And then we had Pens versus Caps. You took the Penguins, I took the Capitals. Well, according to my notes, because this is what the one that you're not sure what you. Yeah, this is the one we have to check the tape on because I had written down Pittsburgh, and then in my notes I crossed it out, and and I've I've got an arrow pointing to the Caps because I I think what I did I I talked myself in as I was talking about them and saying how, you know, they had improved and been the. Gotten only only gotten better as as the playoffs have gone. I think I talked myself into the Caps, uh, but we'll have to check the tape on that. I'm not really. We'll sure. have to check the tape. Uh, my my notes. Ended up with. Yeah, my notes have you marked as as Penguins, but. Yeah. So I guess that means we should quickly just lay down our predictions for the conference finals for the NHL. We've got uh, Winnipeg versus Vegas. Who you got? I'm gonna guess you have Winnipeg there. I have Winnipeg in seven games. I unfortunately have to still pick Vegas here because I have uh-huh. said that I am taking Vegas all the way. So, uh-huh. so yeah, there it is. I'm taking Vegas. Um, and Tampa Bay versus the Capitals. Now let's let's we have to. <laughs> Capitals are already up to nothing in this series, so it's a little late for us to be making predictions on this. Um, I, I'm my original pick on this would have been Tampa Bay, so I'm going to stay with Tampa Bay. But who uh, Ovechkin and Washington are are on a on a hot streak right now. Yeah, and I I would have uh, I'm going to stay with Washington. Um, I would have picked Washington, uh, although I didn't expect them to get uh, out to a. Uh, 2-0 lead uh, on the road, uh, but um, uh, good for them, and uh, I'll stay with uh, Washington. All righty. Okay, so that brings us, last but not least, today we're just going to um, briefly touch on a couple of um, outside things. Uh, the one one thing that I do want to make note of as far as the IIHF uh, men's world championships going on in Denmark right now. Um, Charlie Lindgren, just as a quick update, Charlie Lindgren has not played yet. Um, in fact, he has not dressed in most games. It looks like he did dress as the backup for the game, uh, the 13-1 game that the U.S. played against South Korea. Uh, that's the only game that he has dressed for, uh, apparently, so far. Um, Jacob De La Rose continuing to play very well for Sweden. Um Sweden, I believe, uh, was supposed to play Russia today as well. Um, so he's he's had good ice time uh, and also has had a goal in the tournament as well. And then Marcus Eisenschmidt with a Germany. Winner. Germany a game winner as, as yes, well. That's for, right. For that's, that's right. De La Rose had a game winner, as did Marcus Eisenschmidt, uh, who also is seeing good ice time with Team Germany. Um, and 
they beat Finland, who has been quite dominant uh, so far in in this tournament. In fact, they beat the Americans today, six to two. Beat Finland on Sunday, three to two. Germany did in overtime. Marcus Eisenschmidt with a goal and an assist in that game, and his goal was the overtime winner. So congratulations to him on that. Um, and Rick, the those three guys, you know, unfortunately Charlie's not able to uh, to really do too much for the U.S. But Della Rose and Eisenschmidt doing well for both of their respective teams. Absolutely, um, Charlie Lindgren maybe had. His moment in the sun uh, in his call-up to the NHL played very well. Uh, Jacob De La Rose, uh, once there were some injuries and he got bumped up in the lineup, centering the second line, did very well in the, um, uh, the latter part of the NHL season for the Montreal Canadiens. But Marcus Eisenschmidt, this has got to be his uh, the highlight of his season, uh, playing very well and, and getting the overtime in. And then moving on, uh, we're just briefly, Rick, uh, just just quickly here, we do want to mention that the, mem- uh, the Memorial Cup does start this weekend, and Canadians prospect Will Bitten and the Hamilton Bulldogs, uh, who won the Robertson Cup, winning the OHL title, have earned themselves a spot in the Memorial Cup uh, this this weekend, and uh, it's it's as always, the Memorial Cup is very good hockey to watch, and it looks like uh, Habs fans have an extra incentive to be invested in this year's tournament. Well, uh, they'll have Will Bitten from um, from the Hamilton Bulldogs. As you said, they uh, they ousted the, the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Uh, you're going to want to keep an eye on uh, Sam Steele as well, uh, the Anaheim draft pick, Sam Steele PI, as I call him. Uh, Kale Fleury um, is playing for uh, the Major junior franchise. Uh, the Q rep is uh, the Titan from Bathurst. They beat the Armada. Um, and we have the Swift Current Broncos, who will be uh, the, the, the sentimental favorite, I guess, as well um, as, as the Regina Pats, the Swift Current Broncos, involved in their own bus crash. Um, uh, but uh, you know, with what's happening in Humboldt, I'm sure they'll have uh, a lot of supporters there as well. So uh, that all gets underway um, on Friday. The first game is Hamilton uh, against Regina. And uh, always, always a great tournament this year in Regina at the Brand Center. Excellent. Well, we certainly wish uh, them the best of luck, especially Will Bitten. Hope he, hope he has uh, an enjoyable and, and really successful time at the Memorial Cup. Uh, and our, our All Habs and Rocket Sports Media accounts, of course, will have all the updates on all of these tournaments as they continue. Remember to keep it locked on at the AHL Report on Twitter and Instagram uh, through this weekend as the Lehigh Valley Phantoms get started in the conference finals. And we will see you right back here again next week uh, on Tuesday for another episode of From the Press Box. And we'll see where things stand in this exciting time for hockey Uh, Rick, thanks so much for being here with us today, and um, we'll see everyone back here again next week on another episode of From the Press Box here at the AHL Report.